Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. All right, so today's topic is called N-O-W. Yes, N-O-W. N-O-W. As a matter of fact, it's called doing it in the N-O-W. And so this is a concept that I've been developing, and I I will tell you, I got it from a guy in college, right? Um, one of my good friends, Willie Bird, I go ahead and plug in Willie Bird, man. He's always talking about doing stuff in the NOW. Uh-huh. And um, every time I say it to people, because I've been using it in my professional life for years, um, and I've been using it when, when I'm working with students, and I'm always using it, and everybody try to figure out what NOW stands for. <laughs> and it, it's funny, right? I, I guess it, it's it's um, almost like an oxymoron. Uh, right. It's in the NOW, it's just do it in the now. Right, and um, I've even been um, working with this, um, I guess this this colleague of mine, and he, he's asking me when am I going to develop the training for it, and I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how to develop this training because it's really simple. I mean, it's 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 it's, really it's, 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 it's just a simple concept. It's one of those simple but um, profound, simple, profound, uh, easier said than done, right? Type of thing, right? That's why I said it's almost oxymoronic, but it's do it in the NOW. It's like do it in the now. And so for me, um, I'll just tell you, for me, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I used to be a procrastinator. I guess, I, I mean, you're never really a not procrastinator. I mean, you and know that, what I'm saying? It's not something that just changes. It's something that you learn how to work with. You learn how to mitigate, yeah. how to mitigate it, how to work around it. And so if you're a procrastinator, um, that's concept. I got something to say about that. Well, there is that concept for you because that, that's the thing that has allowed me to be a reformed procrastinator. Because I, I I tend to procrastinate, especially on projects or things that um, I don't feel either comfortable or um, the warm and fuzzies or even want to do. Or, you know, things might seem super hard or you know have obstacles overcome. And so I've I've all you know in my head I've I've planted in my brain do it in an N O W. Mm-hmm. And just I just just jump up and do it now. So go ahead, what you got to say? And before we even start off on what we're supposed to be talking about or the spin on um, in the NOW that I want to take for this podcast, I want to speak on a little bit of what you said, kind of take a short tangent. Okay. But this whole concept of how, like, it's not that you're not a procrastinator, that procrastination isn't something that still can find a way of coming naturally to you. Mm-hmm. It's that you've gone out of your way to find a way to mitigate it. Right. And right. so I think that lends itself to, I can't remember what podcast it was, but it was a, a few weeks ago, but um, I brought up the tweet that I saw that said, normalize. I remember that. Um, not saying this is, or normalize, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work on it uh-huh. instead of that's just how I am. Right. That's just who I am. Right. And so through your working on it and like deciding to ascribe to this idea, to this concept of doing it in the NOW, it's not that that natural knacker um, comfort of procrastination isn't there. It's making an active decision. Not like, to do it. I see not, what's not comfortable to, to, to me. It. I see what, like, my natural neck is what I naturally kind of lean towards. But I've decided that that, isn't, that doesn't work for me. That's not productive for me. Right. And so I'm making the conscious decision to institute things to help out with that. So I think that's great. I'll applaud you for that. Well, thank you, because I think it's I think it's important. I think it's important. And I mean, again, I mean, this was something that I have I, I learned in college in a lot of years of college, and it's something that I've actually carried with me for the rest of my time in life. And so anytime I something hits me like, man, don't do that now. Something in the back of my head just kicks in and say, 
do it in the NOW. Right. So I'm gonna come up with something for NOW, but I I I I'll leave that for a later time. I think that would be great. I think that's a great concept, especially for. I mean, I guess I was I was gonna say a person like me, but even a person like us, right? Because yeah. um, I'm also a natural procrastinator, and I'm not the best at doing it in the NOW. Mm-hmm. I get I do well in spurts. Okay. But instituting that as like a lifelong, like every time thing has been difficult for me over my 20, 20 years of life. Yeah. So that's something yeah. I'm still working on. But I, I think the concept is a great concept. Okay. Well, we're going to roll with it then. Um, but now kind of getting into the spin on it that I want to take on. And uh, we haven't talked about this a whole bunch. I, I tried to give you a little yeah. uh, synopsis or idea of how I wanted to talk about it. You ain't quite understand it, but no. um, what I s- said was I wanted to attack the idea of doing it in the NOW from a long-term standpoint versus a short-term like assignment standpoint. Uh-huh. Uh, and so this is what that looks like. This whole idea, um, I guess, was sparked by a conversation I had with someone. Uh, what day was this? Last, I guess last Saturday, Sunday? Last Sunday. Last Sunday? Yes. I had a conversation with a kid. You can't um, call him a kid. Sorry, he's younger than me. My bad. Oh, my bad. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I'm getting up there now, so you know, mm. all these, all these people—they all kids to me now. I hear, I hear you. I so I had a, a conversation with a young man. Thank you. That's better. <laughs> That's better. Um, but the conversation was basically—he was talking about um some things that he wanted to do, some skills that he wanted to develop for himself, and so. I just, it just made me think about, I guess, this specific um, place I am, I'm in, in my life. Um, I guess even, I'll just go into, even with my backstory a little bit, not even my backstory, but, so, basically, what I was getting at was, so, it's easy to get intimidated by these things that seem so large, like, you see maybe someone that you look up to or someone, even maybe a mentor or something like that, someone that you see characteristics of them or you see talents they have, whether it's like, oh, they're a great orator or like they play an instrument well, or they do this well or that well. And you see the, what's it, 200 hours, 2,000 hours? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. The, the time put in for mastery yeah. and preparation, and that can be such an overwhelming thing. Even just um, the other day, I, I was watching a video that I showed you of the guy. He was taking T-shirts, like white T-shirts, and he was basically like, spray oh, painting spray paint. them, yeah, that's right. I designs that. on uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. And the thing I said was, that's easy money. He just made, like, spray painted this shirt. It took him, like, two minutes to do the designs and all that. He could probably sell that on a boardwalk somewhere for, like, $25. Yeah. It took him two minutes. And your response to that was, but think about the years of, preparation years of preparation that went into him being able to do it that effortlessly. And so that whole concept, that can almost seem, at least for me, looking at something like that, it can seem intimidating mm-hmm. that, dang, that, this person was doing that for 20 years. That's why they're so great. And it kind of can be, if you take it that way, it can be a way to dissuade you from getting into that. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's 20 years. Like, you can't just fall up into that. Mm-hmm. And so my, um, what I was saying to him, we were talking about music specifically, um, more of the producing, mixing side, that type of thing. And I was saying, really, like, you see that it's going to take those 10, 15 years of work 
to like get a become a master of the craft, I guess. But and it's easy to be intimidated by that factor. But when you think about it in like the very simple form, we all like we plan to be here in 10 to 15 years. Like I'm sure like you're a young man. I'm sure you plan to still be alive, still going around, still doing things in 10 to 15 years. And so if you start now, that time's passing anyway. You might as well do that thing. Right. And in 10, 15 years, you can be thankful for that. Right. Um, and so I guess even going into my backstory, there's some things that I can thank y'all for because y'all made sure that I put the time in for like music specifically. Can I pat myself on the back? Sure, pat yourself All on the right. back. You can talk. Oh, you actually gonna pat yourself? Yeah, I was actually he gonna just pat physically patted himself on the back. <laughs> but uh, even we was having a conversation before about like piano. For me, I started playing piano at five years old, um, and I hit like a a rough patch, like when I was eleven, twelve, that I wasn't really too interested in it anymore. Mm-hmm. But you, you guys pushed me and made sure that I didn't stop. Right, right. And now, I guess it's like ten years later, almost at this point. Now I can be thankful for the fact that I didn't stop because that's a skill that a skill set that I still have and that I still use. And so even with like I got to get into that when I was young and then now I'm still doing it now. And so at this point, I've been playing the piano for about 15 years because you guys started me off young and made sure I stuck to that. And now you think. And so now I can be thankful for that. That's a great example of I mean, I didn't have to do that then. But now, 15 years later, with the the time having having been put in, I can be thankful for that. Right. And so, just developing that mindset and being in that space of mind of continuing to think of what do I, what abilities do I want to have, what skills do I want to have, um, how can I improve, what do I want to look like as a person for myself. Right. And. You, those are really things you can start right now. And that's the way that I kind of wanted to talk about in the NOW, start and, right now. And it's interesting because, I mean, like, as you're talking, I mean, I kind of see it and I keep getting these snapshots of what you're saying. And the problem with me getting these snapshots of what you're saying is these words keep popping into my head. That's why I keep looking over at my phone because I've been typing stuff down because, <laughs> like, I'm trying not to work on this concept right now. Uh-huh. But I really see, based upon what you're saying, how there are some real points that can be dr- driven home. And, like, I got, like, neutralizing our woe. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Or and then I had like our worth because that was the other thing. Because it reminds me, um, this morning I saw, um, uh, uh, I guess it's a cousin, cousin, yeah, cousin, cousin by marriage. Um, he had posted something on social media, and and he he's a contractor, and he was talking about, um, basically you have to know your worth, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, and this is gonna be a long way around, but I'm gonna get to the point. Mm-hmm. So it basically. It was saying that you you give somebody a quote, and when you give them that quote, they come back and be like, "Oh man, that's a whole lot of money," right. you know. And you, and then you saying to that person, "Okay, well, I tell you what." Like say, for instance, what he was talking about was a deck, right? Like somebody wanted wanted a person to do a deck, and he said forty five hundred dollars. I was like, "Well, that's a whole lot of money." He said, "Okay, well, I tell you what. How about if you give me twenty five hundred dollars, and I'll teach you how to do it yourself." Right. And so the guy was like, well, yeah, you know what? That makes a whole lot of sense. We'll do that. Um, we can work that out. He said, okay, well, these are the tools you're going to need. And he's like, well, I don't have those tools. Well, oh, well, them. I mean, you know, you can go buy those tools. Um, and then this is the time you need to do it. I'll be here at eight o'clock on Monday morning. Well, I can't come at eight o'clock on Monday morning because I got to go to work. It's like, um, but I work Monday through Friday. So that's when I would do it. So that's when I have to teach you. So you just have to take time off of work. Oh, oh, by the way, 
I have to go get the materials first, so why don't you meet me at the material store at 6 o'clock? At 6 o'clock? Why don't you go to work until 8 o'clock? Yeah, I understand that, but there's, you know, there's preparation before I get here to start building, you know? And so it's like that whole mentality, and and oftentimes, um, you're right, we bargain with other people who we feel like Excuse me. Are more skill. Well, 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 they have a skill set that we might want, right? Mm-hmm. Or they have something we want to ascribe to, and we try to live off of their vapor, if right. you will. You know what I'm saying? And when in actuality, we can just we, we can see it. And you know, it's funny because I think I'm this way, and I think for a little bit you're this way as well. We can look at what they're doing. It's a gap analysis, man. God, this is going in a whole lot of different <laughs> directions, right? So anyway, so so say for instance, um. Um, you're looking at, you're talking music. Let me, can I change the subject? Can yeah. I ch- change topics? Okay. So, so you're looking at, you're talking about music. Let me, let me, let me talk about building for me since I use this old deck analogy. Right. And so it's like doing it in NOW. So we're in the process of thinking about developing this whole compound concept and building a house and all this kind of stuff. Right. Right. And so, um, I'm looking at people that I know that have done this kind of thing. And I'm like, wow. And all. Oh, just like you're saying, you want to be a music producer. Or, I mean, the guy want to be a music producer or whatever. Right. And he's looking at this and all. Oh. And it's like, well, you know what? It took these people all this time to build up this skill set. Mm-hmm. And so I can actually go out and pay them for this skill set that they, that they built up because they're worth what they're charging. However, there's a way right now, the NOW, for me to do a gap analysis, right? Mm-hmm. So I can see what I'm deficient at. And there's enough information out there for me to say, okay, this is what I want, or this this is the skill set that's needed to do what I want to get done. This is the skill set I have. Here's the gap. Here's the deficiency. And now let me, instead of jumping into the NOW, like you said, right now to do the work, Mm. actually let me figure out what I have to do to develop myself so that I can be that person or have the skill set that that person has so that I can execute what I want to mm-hmm. want to do. The preparation is really what it comes the, the down to. The preparation what it really comes comes down to. And so I can see clearly how the and NOW can be about, you know, again, for me, it's looking at doing a gap analysis like this is where I want to go, this is where I am, and now instead of wishing that in 15 years I had a skill set that that right person now. has, I can start right now and because building it. Even just talking about the um that the, he was talking about he was contracts for the person. The person's like, oh, $4,500 is a lot of money because you see, it's easy to see that skill set. And um, you don't see like that concept of preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an ability to have a lack of, I guess, because of your lack of understanding, you have the lack of respect. Uh, you don't even know to respect. Right, right. The you don't know to respect the preparation. In. Yeah. And so just that concept of, skills like skill sets can become such a foreign thing for us or the time that it's taken to to develop maybe a business or things like that can become such a foreign concept to us that we feel separated from it Mm -hmm. when really like you're talking that gap analysis Mm -hmm. what can i do now to get to where i want to be with that um or what did they have to do then to get there so just doing a gap analysis of if i want an ability like you're talking about understanding more things when it comes to building or more things when it comes to planning and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what can I do now to start uh, preparing myself with the right knowledge? So then when I get to the time where that skill will be necessary, I'll be ready to use it. Sure. And so, Oh, go ahead. No, go, 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 go. I was just gonna say, that's why I think 
Like that's why I like the idea of in the NOW for long term. Long term, I got What you. will I need later, and what can I do now to make sure that I'm ready for that? So it doesn't even have to be like just like for me, I'm in school, so it doesn't have to be the assignment that that term paper that's due at the end of say five weeks, the end of the month, or whatever. I can even look past that for things farther in my life. The financial portfolio. Right. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I can start saving this much now so that I look like this later. Right. Because still in the NOW. Right, and you know, still in the NOW. And I see now why this 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 um topic has developed for you the way it is because you're a big person on self-reflection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like being honest with yourself. And really be, that that that's what this calls for. It calls for okay, instead of being intimidated, be honest. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't right. be intimidated, be honest. Like, that person is, I mean, not diminishing somebody else's skill set, but I mean, it's a man or a woman or a person just right. like you are. We're, we're all people. <laughs> we're all people. The difference between me and them isn't, like, on the outside, it looks as simple as they have the skill set and I don't have the skill set. Right. But when the reality is, the difference is they've done the preparation and right. I, I haven't done the preparation yet. And that can easily be mitigated because they started at a place that was similar to where I am right now. Right. And it's funny, though, man, because if you even think about it from the perspective of sports, like you'll see some people that are naturally gifted mm-hmm. that will never reach the heights of some people who work hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that whole preparation that getting up every day and realizing that there's there, there's a gap between where I want to be and where I am. Let me feel it. Uh-huh. There's a gap between where I want to be and where I am. Let me feel it. That constant um, movement, that constant um, overcoming, that constant mitigation is the thing that moves you to greatness. It's not the skill sets that you have. Because, I mean, you can have your skill sets and they just lie dormant and you never do anything with them. Right. And that's why even, um, which something that was new to me through, I guess, since the quarantine started. I keep saying the quarantine, but I guess Corona when I came home and all that. Mm-hmm. Something that became new to me is I started getting more so into sports and more specifically basketball because what I found about looking into basketball and things when I came when I first came home was it was a really great way, a really great physical example to see work, the fruits of work ethic mm-hmm. and the fruits of labor. Um, and just because I was watching things about, like, say, uh, Michael Jordan. And so everybody knows Michael Jordan is like this otherworldly, super talented, like great basketball player. And he was. Right. And he was. <laughs> he was he was a force to be reckoned with. He was just different. Physical specimen. He was just different. Yeah. But what I um really like even more so than Michael Jordan, I was looking at his trainer. Mm. And the things that his trainer was doing with him to develop him to continue to make him a better player. Right. His trainer used to go to the games. He went to every game and he would sit and he would count each step that he took with each with like both legs. So he counted how many steps he took with the right leg. He counted how many steps he took with the left leg. Things like that to determine, all right, we have to do this much um recuperation. Okay. We have uh-huh. to oh this looked a little bit slow. We need to work on that there. So just the level of attention to detail and determining what preparation we'll have to do mm-hmm. for him to continue to get better. That was just insane to me. And so seeing these people that execute in that way, you're seeing their work ethic. You're seeing the hours that they put in yeah, yeah. behind it because it's easy to just like say, watch a game and do 
uh, miss a shot or something like that, you'd be like, man, that's a that's a give me. You should be able to just make that. But it's like the hours that you see, for, like what you see in these people that are making those shots, you yeah. don't even understand the time that's going into that. And so it's easiest for, for us to be like, oh, that looks easy. Right. Like right. you don't really understand the worth of that ability, but there's the preparation that's put in there. And so that's why I've started to get interested in that type of thing. And that's what caused me to get interested in that. And I think that's such a great reflection to how life is. Right. Because you got to put in hours to develop that skill set. And it'll look easy. Like people don't understand what you go through to get that, but it takes starting that process for yourself. I, I got, I got a, 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 well, I want to use a personal analogy or a personal account of me, but I'm going to talk about Tiger Woods for a minute. Mm-hmm. The thing that used to marvel me about Tiger Woods was this guy will be at the pinnacle of his game and he'll tear his game up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll be at the pinnacle of his game and he'll tear his game up. Like, he'll be driving 350, you know, 400 yards and then say, well, my driver's not good enough. And he'll tear it up. And what that, that, that did for me, because, like, golf, golf is something I started playing before you were born. Mm-hmm. And I still ain't good at it. But, I mean, I, I, I'm better than I was. And when I first started playing golf, I would just go out and play golf. And, I mean, I never took lessons. I just naturally picked up the club and started swinging it. And, you know, as the more I played, the more I could not embarrass myself on the golf course. I'll put it that way. Um, but the problem with that was I couldn't get any better. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I couldn't get any better was because I wasn't putting in the work. I didn't know how I got to be where I was. I just would pick up the golf. Like, I would, like, a lot of people, when they go to play golf, they'll pick up a club. I mean, they'll pick up their club. They'll go to the driving range, and they'll hit a bucket of balls first. And they'll go to the putting green, and they'll put around first. And then they'll go play around the golf. Mm-hmm. And my mentality was, I don't want to waste my shots on the driving range, so I'm going to go straight to the course. Right. But you know what I'm saying? That's your practice. That's your preparation. That's your practice and your preparation for the real thing. And so if you get out there in life, or if you get out there on the golf course, and you start swinging, and your, and your ball veers to the left or to the right, or if you are having a down day and every note you hit does not just come out right. Or no, well, the chords don't come out right. Or whatever your, you know, your gifting or your skill set that you're trying to sing and the notes are not hitting right or whatever it is, um, if you haven't put in the preparation to know the mechanics of how you got to that point, you don't know how to correct it. Right. And then all you're doing is spinning your wheels and trying to get there. And so, again, going back to the thing that I think that um, – you that that that's big about what you like is that whole self-reflection and being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I want to get better in any craft or any trade, I have to really put in the work. To first of all, I think I mean you got to do a gap analysis. Like, where am I? No, where do I want to go? Where am I? What am I trying to ascribe to at any given time? I, and now you know what I, I went on a tangent. I forgot to go back to something too. But where am I? What I want to get go at any given time, and then where am I now? Mm-hmm. And then what gap exists, and how do I mitigate that gap? And so what I was going to say, one of the things I said, I started earlier, I know about me and I, I see it in you is like, I'll see stuff and I'll get inspired and then I'll go study it and study it and research it and research it and research it. And like, I'm in like a big research mode, like for the last, I guess, month to two months, maybe I haven't even watched TV. I've been on YouTube. That's so true. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's like, and I'm watching YouTube, like YouTube is TV. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 amazing, um, really. YouTube, you. I used to say YouTube, you, tongue in cheek, like you know, yeah, I'm gonna right. go to YouTube, you, and learn how to do something. But really, man, I've been studying YouTube, and not just like studying how to physically do things with my hand, 
I've been studying concepts and, you know, mentalities and mindsets and that kind of stuff because there's something big that's brewing that I want to do. And I know I have a deficiency there and I can easily um, afford to. Well, I can't say that. Let me stop. I want to say I can easily afford to hire somebody to come in and do it. But I used to be the type of person that I say I got more money than time. You know what I'm saying? But there's just something fulfilling about this vision that I have and, and, and getting to this vision that has just moved me to a place that I want to know what my deficiencies are. Right. And I want to do that gap analysis. And I want to do the research and the studying so that I can fill that gap so that I can now um, in, in, you know, five years or two years or one year or 10 years or whatever, I can be that person that I think I need to hire to get that job done. So, um, I have multiple places I want to go with this. There's a question I want to ask you, but there's also something I want to say. So I'm going to go ahead and pose a question to you so you can prepare an answer okay. before I go into what I'm going to say. Uh -huh. And so one of the questions I wanted to ask you is kind of like how I talked about, say, piano mm -hmm. was something that now that it's been 15 years later, I can look back and say I'm happy I started then. Mm -hmm. Is there something like that, an example you could give in your life of something like that for yourself? I'll pose that question to you. Okay. And then, so, because I thought about it, I would end up just putting you on the spot, but I'm going to go into what I'm going to talk about before Please that. Do. <laughs> um, so, so, this is like a newer development or things, something that's so in development for me. But um, the idea of the five year plan, a little bit of a different take on it, mm -hmm. but the, fi the whole five year. That question, where do you see yourself in five hates years? That I've always hated that question. I'm not sure if I can just outright say I hate that more than the average person. But whenever I got questions like that, my thought was, um, how do I know? I don't know what the circumstances are going to be. I don't know what this is going to be. How can I just proclaim, announce where I'm going to be in five years? Mm -hmm. So I've never, in all my years, all my life, I've never liked that question. I could even go as far as to say I dislike that question. Right. Um, but something that I found, I guess even in this, the past couple months, well, it's probably about, probably about a year, but more so in the past couple months with um, some new things that I've been doing is this idea of not even necessarily having like, Oh, this is the job I want to have in five years, or this, this, that, or the other. But what do I want to develop in myself in five years mm -hmm. has been a new way that I've come to look at it. And it's funny because that makes it more of an exciting thing to me than trying to proclaim uh, what circumstance I want to have. But what do I want to develop in myself through five years is something that I found that I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because like even some things that I like, I'm starting. Oh, I want to be able to do this in five years or do this in five years. It's starting to make me, like, it made me excited about. Oh, I'm gonna be working towards like. Oh, I'm gonna be looking like this because I'm putting in that work. Right. And so that's a new idea that um, or a new way I've found of looking at that question. I guess. Okay, um, I feel you. Something else I want to say, branching off in. Kind of like the new thing I've been doing, which is learning a language. Okay, yeah. Um, which is a part of my five-year plan is as well. 
But something that I've learned through doing research and studying, not only just learning my language, but kind of the science of learning languages and how people learn languages, uh, I found this specific guy. I don't know his last name. His first name is like Ken, but don't know his name. He wrote a book called Fluency Made Easy. And in that book, he details this method that he's kind of developed. I don't know where he's gotten certain things from, but kind of this fluency made easy FME method that he's developed. And what this comes from, uh, which I'm going to draw this as a parallel, but what this comes from is he, like a lot of people, including myself, took Spanish in high school. And um, something about the United States, if people aren't aware, is that, well, I can't even say this, but I'm going to say my opinion. I think we're notoriously bad at teaching languages or learning languages in the United States. It might be the same way other places as well. Actually, I would think that it would be the same way other places as well, but I can speak from my experience because the way that languages are taught in school are different from the way that languages are actually learned in life. And so his method branches from the way that you learn your first language, your native language, which is you have input, you have output, and then I can't remember the name of the last thing, but basically it's, um, what's a good word for that? Like checking yourself, developing, um, analyzing, self-reflection, and how can I get better almost is, mm-hmm. is a way of looking at it. And so when you think about it, as a child, when you learn your first language, you're, you're born, you can't speak at all. You can't speak, you can't really understand. But those first, say, couple of years, you're hearing people talk. You're hearing the people around you talk. You're learning like what things sound like, what the language sounds like, things of that nature. That's your first stage, the input stage. After that, you have the output stage. You have your first word, whatever it is, mama, dada, whatever it is, your first word. And you're starting to take what you've heard and you're starting to try it. You're starting to output. Okay, I feel you. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So now you're starting to say words. And what happens when you start saying words? you have that last stage, which is the correction. So maybe, like, you say something and... Like, like you say ball, but it's really an apple. Right, something like that. And, like, a parent could correct you, somebody else could correct you. Or maybe you say a sentence and, like, maybe I, I got five apples and a parent could come in and be like, no, it's actually I have five apples. So that remediation mm-hmm. and developing... Um, and so that goes on until eventually no one has to correct you anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that you learn a language. First you hear it, then you start trying to output, you start trying to speak it, and it's remediated and developed until eventually it doesn't really have to be developed anymore. Well, remediated um, anymore. Well, it remediated anymore, yeah, which, of course, you're always doing things. Because, like, I, I learn new words every other week. Prig is a word I just learned. Uh, that I was making sure I was instituting it into uh, my day-to-day life. Prig? Prig. What do it mean? It's almost like um, bougie, showy, uh, acting a certain nature like you. Yeah, you should know that word. Yeah, whatever. But yes, so that's a word that I learned recently. But now the parallel to life, we're talking about doing it in the N-O-W. And so... NOW for long term. So if you're looking at long term, I want to develop this skill for long term the same way that those steps work for 
learning a language, I think that same method can work for learning anything. You have your input, you have your output, your mediation. Like you, you want to learn things about buildings. So what did you start doing? You're watching YouTube videos. So input. Let me, let me, let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a pin right there because it's, right it's funny. Um, not that there's anything wrong with what you're saying. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I, so I'm gonna answer your question. Uh huh. What was your question? Uh, what's something in your past, uh, maybe 15 years ago? Now you're happy that you dated 15 years ago. Okay, so, you started that path. So, so my answer is gonna be nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's it's funny. Not that I haven't um attained anything that I wanted to attain. I don't think I my mind is ever um wrapped around it in that fashion. Uh-huh. Now, I'm, let me let me let me tell you why I say that. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let me give you. So, so I, I mentioned this a few minutes ago. If it's something that you wanted to do, like you, you're inspirational. I'm inspirational. You learned You decided you wanted to learn Japanese because uh-huh. something happened, and it was like, oh man, that'd be cool to do, and you started doing it, right? Um, you're looking at okay, so in five years, this is what what I want my measurement to be, uh-huh. and I think that's the thing that I lack uh-huh. is like looking at it from like the perspective of in five years, this is what I want my measurement to be. Um, I always do gap analysis. But my gap analysis, my NOWs always come now, um, which is why I, it was hard for me to wrap my head around when you first start talking about the concept. Uh, uh, and so, long yeah, term. yeah, the long term, because I, so so if it's something, the only reason. <laughs> so my personality says this is going to sound bad, but it's I'm saying it because it's a cliche that I've heard. Fake it till you make it. Uh-huh. And so my mentality says. I want to, this is probably why I had a problem with golf. Like, I want to play golf. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start playing golf until I get good at playing golf. Okay. The only problem with that is you can't get better because you're going to eventually, you're going to hit a ceiling mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to bust through the ceiling because you're not going to know how you got to the ceiling. And so you're not going to know how to remediate, which is what you're saying, right. the things that you've gotten to start um, saying or outputting. Because you you take the time to input, Really, mm-hmm. you just input as you go. And that's one of the things for me. It's like um, the saying says, uh, measure twice, cut once. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like, typically, my mentality is I'm a measure and cut, measure and cut, measure and cut, measure and cut. Now, the way it has played out in my life has been I make more mistakes, but we, we end up at the same place at the same time. Or sometimes I end up there quicker or further because I keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't let mistakes derail me now i'm not saying that's the right mentality to have i'm simply saying that's that's how it worked for for me as a matter of fact one of the reasons why i am probably watching so many youtube videos now is good something that you don't really want to make no it's because i can't do it now because really i'm itching i'm itching to get started doing some of the things that I'm watching. And I don't have the ability to do it now. And so, and so I just have to keep so watching more and more and more. Because, like, man, you see, I mean, you got, you know, I got binders around here, man. I'm just drawing stuff. That's stuff that I don't never really, you know, I might draw it and go try it and then, you know, find out what the mistake is and then, you know, medi- you know uh, mitigate the mistake, you know, mm-hmm. whatever mistakes I made and, and redo it. But, but this level of, like, Pro, like processing, planning, and all that is um, something that you typically do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it on the fly, man. I mean, I do a lot of planning, but I do, a, I do, I, I do my planning, and then I get to it. And so, um, I can, I can think about like even when I wanted to become a part of the National Speakers Association, um, 
I guess I, I I just knew that that's what I wanted. I I didn't know. I didn't even want to become a part of the National Speakers Association in the beginning. I just wanted to speak, mm-hmm. and so I started doing it. I want you know I wanted to train. I just started doing it, and even getting down to the point like Toastmasters, I went and joined Toastmasters. That wasn't an easy process for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I sit in there and I'll I'll, I'll train and I hear and I'll you know I, I get feedback and I, I make corrections and that kind of stuff. But I want to get out there and do it. I want to get out on the field and do it. And so that's probably been um, one of the biggest things for me. And that's probably why NOW, like the now part of NOW, not the long range NOW, but the now part of NOW, that's probably why it struck me the way it did mm-hmm. because it moved, it removed procrastination from me. And so um, what I have to get better at, and I think I am, I think I'm good at this in some instances. I really do. I'm, I'm probably just not looking at it from that perspective, but the whole planning, because I, what I understand from project management, and I taught you this and I teach everybody else this, you know, 85 to 90% of your time is supposed to be spent planning mm-hmm. and then 10% execution. And so that whole NOW for the future is all about that whole planning phase and, you know, saying, okay, in five years, if I work on these skill sets at the end of five years, this is where, I, where mm-hmm. I'll be. And so um, I'm going to have to start looking at life more from those terms. Because, again, and I, I told you, man, you know, as bad as COVID has been, COVID has been great for me. Because these are some of the things that is allowing me to work on. Like, I've always wanted to do a radio show, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, I always wanted to be in radio. And I even started, not even a podcast, but I used to do, there was this thing years ago called Blog Talk Radio. We used to do talk. Blog Talk Radio. And so I've always wanted to do it. And so the, 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 the earnest thing about that is I've, I've been working on some things like that, but never in a concerted effort. And so we just did our anniversary podcast a couple of weeks ago. And so when we launched a podcast, even though, and here's where we started, even though it may look like it was an easy process or it looked like it was something that started instantaneously, in actuality, it's something that had been being done for a long time. And now it just came into being. I've never wanted to be an author, but I've written several books. It wasn't that I just woke up one day and started writing books, though if I tell the story sometimes, that's what it sounds like. But in actuality, somebody told me several years before I wrote my first book, hey, you ought to start blogging because you got something to say. And because you're not always able to get on the stage, because again, speaking was my thing, because you're not always able to get on the stage, you ought to sit down and start blogging. And so I used to blog and put out a blog once a week. Mm. And so when it came down to time to write the book, I was able to sit down and do it Almost, I mean, I ain't gonna say effortlessly, but I mean, I'll, I'll use just the, the thoughts term. Were out there. The thoughts were out there, and so um, it's. I guess it's just a matter of when people pull me by the curtail and say, "Why don't you sit down and do this?" Mm-hmm. And I do it without question. The end result is something that the preparation, just like you and piano, the end result is the, something that that preparation had prepared me for, though I hadn't planned on the preparation. All right, I was gonna say that's interesting because I was. Gonna kind of ask you a question like that because I have an example for myself of something that I didn't really plan to get into, but I'm happy that I did, which is speaking. It's funny because you brought that up. Uh-huh. But I remember, I think I was in, was I in seventh grade? Was I in sixth grade? Uh, I think it was seventh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. When um, I did my first oratorical competition. And it wasn't, like, not only was it something that I didn't have a desire to do, but it was something that I had never even thought about the possibility of doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something that was really just out of nowhere. Uh, I think you, you brought it up. To. It, it, but it was the resistant because 
it's um that's characters a character's constant moment. Mm-hmm. I'm a a con- conceptual type of person. I like to grasp the concept of something mm-hmm. first before I act on it, which is funny because I'm more of a natural planner in that terms of I think about things a lot before I get into it. So I guess uh, I have more of a net for a long-term NOW than a short-term NOW. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and I, okay, I'll let you finish, but I mean, and that's why I do the NOW now because I'll plan into oblivion and never get done anything get done. Right. Um, so it was, it was a, like the idea of me speaking or like doing a speaking competition or something like that was something that wasn't even remotely had ever come up in thought of concept to myself. Mm -hmm. And so it coming out of nowhere and just being like, yeah, just do it. was just like such a crazy thing to me because the concept was nowhere near grasped in my mind, grasped in my mind. But, um, I ended up doing it and it turns out that I was actually pretty good at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but because I did that, it, 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 I, I didn't do it. Um, like I wasn't like a hardcore, um, oratorical competition person. I, I did a few competitions, quite a few, about four, about four, maybe five. Okay. Maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how the dividend of that paid was so huge yep. because not only did it make me, capable of that kind of started off that I could even say that started off songwriting for me as well okay. but having a concept and um and developing a concept I mean I had always been a decent writer as well but the idea of all right I'm this is what I want to touch on this is the spin I want to take on it and now I'm putting in the steps and developing each part to make that work was kind of something that I got to do on a larger scale than I had ever done before. Mm -hmm. And so it was good for that point. It was good for just making me, I was never a huge stage fright person, but I just had never thought about the concept of speaking to large groups of people. Right. And so it added that concept to my bag and it was something that um, I became comfortable doing it because now I'm not like, I don't want to just like get up and talk to a bunch of people. But I can without right. really thought of it. I don't get nervous about it. I can talk to a group of people if I have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I can be happy now that I did that, even though I had no desire to do it. But it just developed some everyday things, uh, more so than just the skill set in itself. Right. And so that's an example of something that I hadn't had a plan to do, and I just kind of did it, and I'm happy for the dividend later. And you kind of touched on a few things. Uh, that was kind of the same way of you. You hadn't really planned on right. where it was going to go with it, but because you ended up doing something that it led to that, it lended itself to that development. Yeah, just go with it, man. Just go mm-hmm. with it. And it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, if, if there's a lesson in that, um, the one lesson is, and I, and I do this thing where I tell people, you know, we have a recipe, we have a makeup, and we don't always ascribe to everything in our makeup meaning we don't always want to latch on to it. It's like, oh, I'm good at it, but I don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, I mean, I like it, but I don't want to do it all the time. That kind of thing. Um, I think when we have the opportunity to actually hone those skills or those characteristics or those gifts or operate in it, even, even, even if it's to, to the minute, I mean, you know, even, even if it's in a small amount, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it pays dividends if we just continue to do that. Because honestly, we may have a perfect thought on 
what we want the final picture to look like, but we really have no clue how to get there because we've never been. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we get these little God whispers or these little opportunities to work on things all the time that one day when we wake up, we're going to wake up 15 years later and it's like, bam, I'm, I'm stepping on the stage. And that's right. the funny thing, because I think that's the thing that we don't see. And that's why we undervalue people is because the people that we see who've obtained, they work on these things constantly. And every time they get these opportunities, whether consciously or subconsciously, they work on them. They work on them. They wake up, work on them. And then one, one day we wake up and we think that they're overnight success. I was just but really that. they aren't. Right. You know that, what I'm that saying? Whole overnight success is preparation met with opportunity. That's it. That's it. Preparation met with opportunity. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, the NOW whether it's, I mean, you know, whether it's long range planning, planning, NOW, mm-hmm. still operating every day in the NOW, doing the small things to get to that big place, mm-hmm. or whether it's just really um, procrastinating. And saying, you know what, I can't put this off because if I put this off one day, I'll regret it. Mm-hmm. So let me do it now. So I mean, I guess it's all in this one and the same, really. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I look at it is I look at it from the inside out, and the way you brought it to bear was from the outside in, right? Because really, that's, it that's, is. remember that's exactly how I started the conversation. Yeah, because yeah. I'm saying instead of looking at like a short term becomes long term, I want to look at it as a long no term to the short term, right? Because you got to do it in the NOW every day to get to the NOW in 15 years, right? And that's even that's really why I want to have this conversation um, is really. I wanted to look at it as start the preparation now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be somewhere, then you plan on like I plan on being alive 10 years from now anyway. So I might as well start the preparation for what I want 10 years to look like. Right. I might as well start the preparation for that now. Yeah. I might as well start putting in the time. And doing things now. Yeah, because a lot of people sleep through now mm-hmm. and just hope that they're going to wake up later and have it. Right. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's then, interesting. I'll say along with that, uh, as just a little side nugget that came in through the conversation was, uh, try some things that you never envisioned yourself doing. Yeah, yeah. Because you never know what the winning recipe going to be. You right. really don't. You really don't. I mean, I know I've, I've, I've really... I've really obtained some things by just trying things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when an opportunity came, that opportunity came, and it's because I had been preparing. I didn't even know what I was preparing for. Right. I was just doing it. And when the opportunity came, I was able to step up and raise my hand and say, I'll take it. Right. Because I actually had put in the work. And so, yeah. Whether you want to obtain a skill, you want to start a business, you want to do this or that, start a project, uh, you have this goal that you've always uh, kind of had in the back of your head and you want to achieve that, start your preparation now. Today's the day. Today's the day. That, that's what that's what this is. This is your sign. If you look for a sign, this is it. Start your preparation now. I'm going I'm to give an old school shout out, man. All right, go for it. All right. Avis, this is for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because we just had a conversation today about this. So, yeah. That's funny. That is funny. That is funny. So, do it in the NOW. Yeah. All right. So that's it for me. You good? Yeah. All right, man. Bone Podcast. Bone Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Holla. Holla.